Welcome to Emotions Express. Are you tired of making the same mistakes in your relationships? How about going through growing pains from your level up journey? Or are you outgrowing your current friendship groups? Or are you simply just navigating life as a young woman? Says, look no further. On the podcast each week, I will discuss things to help you to overcome those feelings of misery, anxiousness, and frustration for where you are today. Your emotional health plays a key role in creating the life you desire. So let's dive in. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> All right. Jokes and laugh are over. No, not really, because you know how we do on this one. But you see the title of this episode, Limit Your Stress. How to Limit Your Stress and Stop Causing Your Own Suffering, okay? This is a logical approach, in my opinion, to limiting and reducing stress I learned about a concept that I'm going to talk about here in this episode in the book called the myth of stress and I believe the author's name is Andrew I'm going to link the book that I'm um, referencing in the description of this podcast episode so make sure you check that out if you want to read the book for yourself okay so this isn't going to mention any like I know people like the woo stuff this is not going to mention any meditation um, not any stretching or working, none of those things. This is a completely different like approach. It's a mental process. Mostly. Um, the only thing that I would recommend is actually, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. So my story, my unique relationship with stress, let's talk about that. I was just always stressed. You know, when my husband and I first got married, we were gifted a bunch of books and, it's one of them that I already mentioned, The Myth of Stress, right? And he was like, you should read this one first. And when he said that, I was like, hmm, I should read this one first. Oh, really? <laughs> In my head. But it was really helpful to me to read that book and to see how much suffering I was creating in my own head by just my thoughts alone, you know? Just my thoughts alone. And how it was like literally showing up in my day-to-day life. Because my husband didn't say that to me to be malicious. Like, it's not like he bought the book for me. It was literally a gift. We li- we were literally gifted a whole bunch of books. Um, we were gifted the myth of stress from a mentor of his. She gifted us the love languages by Gary Chapman. She gifted us a book on how to love. She uh, gifted us a uh vegetarian cookbook so many things so so grateful for her more blessings to her more health and wellness to her as well but so many books and that one stood out to him and might I say that he was right and I'm so so grateful for for his insight and for his recommendation so one of the things that the author challenges in this book is this thought or this concept of the world needs to change in order for you to be happy. So he really challenges your perception of things and your perception of stress. So one of the questions you can ask yourself or you can begin to notice, and this is why you have to have your journal. How do you perceive stress? Now, let's get through a couple of these things before we made it to get through a couple of these things before you understand it, because you might be saying, well, nah, it's my boss stressing me out. It's those people at my job stressing me out. It's my kids stressing me out. It's, it's this person stressing me out. It's, oh, 
And trust me, again, this is coming from somebody who understands, girl. I had it all. I'm like, yo, it's these people at work. It's this, it's that. I'm just stressed. Like, I'm just busy. It's this, it's that. And then I was like, hmm, most of this stuff ain't even really happening. So is it really stressful or am I just addicted to suffering and want to cause my own suffering? So, for example, one person can be like I have several deadlines I have to meet and I need to get get them done urgently this is so stressful like oh my gosh my boss is on my back this is just so stressful I'm stressed out Uh, and another person could have the same amount of deadlines the same urgent requests to meet they got to get these things done urgently and this person just they calm cool collect they come up with a plan to tackle a few at a time and an order of importance to reach all the deadlines. Do you see how these two people are different? They have the same exact scenario, yet they handle them completely different. Why? It's because of how they perceived the event, how they perceive the situation. So What he mentioned in his book, what the author mentioned in his book is that a lot of times we create stress in our minds and our minds, meaning that there's not actually an event going on outside of the mind. It's because we believe that there's this, that this is a specific way that things should be. What is the reality of the situation? Don't, don't go anywhere. Stay with me. Stay with me. Okay. For example, I could say, oh my gosh, my son is stressing me out. He keeps crying and he doesn't know how to express his emotions. Okay. My son is stressing me out. What do I think should happen? What is the cause of this? My son should be able to express his emotions. The next thing would be to, but is that the truth? What's going on in the reality? So I'm I'm trying to have you follow this. Matter of fact, let me pull up the book. One second. Let me pull up the book because I want to kind of flow out the process. But in reality, before I pull up the book, in reality, my son should not be able to express his emotions. Why? Because he barely knows how to talk. Why? Because he has to learn those things for me. So I can say, oh, my son should be doing this. But if I go back to reality, what's actually going on? What's actually possible in this situation? In reality, my son should not be able to express his emotions because he is a child and he's learning how to do so. Same thing with work. Oh, this job shouldn't be so busy. Oh, I shouldn't have to do this. And I shouldn't. In reality, you should have a busy job because this industry is busy. And you can come up with a list of X, Y, and Z. Even when he challenged so many things in this book that by the time you get to the end of it, it's kind of like, damn, like, you could basically get down to anything he even had death in there in the last chapter and he was somebody who experienced death at a death in his in his life 
uh, with a loved one of his. I think it was a sister, like a stepsister of his. I can't remember now. But, you know, she died and he he uh, he wrestled with that. And he was even able to get to how in reality that should have happened. And if you want to look into that, I'm going to link in the book. I'm going to link the book so you can read it for yourself. But let me tell you, it was a groundbreaking revelation when when he did that, because it's just like, well, when you put it that way, these were the events that occurred. So it makes sense that that did happen. I know we want to like be like, oh, this shouldn't be this way. This this should be this way. But sometimes it just is what it is. And this is how you are able to limit stress in your life. You know, and that's how you can really embrace the fact that in reality, the world does not need to change in order to you to feel happy, in order to you to feel bliss, in order to you to feel joy, because you get you get to choose what brings you joy. You get to decide that you're going to remain emotionally current no matter what's going on around you. And that's the most powerful thing in the universe. If you don't get anything else from the emotions expressed podcast, I want you to understand that. Okay, I want you to really see things as as what they are. And I I don't mean not allow yourself to feel I don't mean like, oh, remain positive all the time and you can't grieve. Absolutely grieve like that's that's so human. You know what I mean? But if you find yourself on a down and out, if you find yourself on a downward spiral and you feel like or someone, you know, they just feel like they can't get out of it. This may be it for them. There's something that they're grippling with that they have to accept. They have to accept it. Accepting something doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Do you think that the author, when he wrote it and he lost like his stepsister or his sister, it it hurt him. That's why he, he left it for the last chapter. Of course it hurt him. Of course he he wrestled with that. Of course, that's your right. But he didn't go to a downward spiral of addiction because of it and get into drugs and start acting out and causing harm to other people or harm to himself. Why? Because he had this tool and maybe other tools as well. So this is just one tool that you can consider using. And this isn't something that I use all the time. But I do find myself using it sometimes because it's just really helpful because I can quickly snap into like, well, it should be like this and it should be like that. And it's just like, mm, I guess. And me saying that, is it going to change anything? I don't know, you know? So this concept really helps you to see how things really are instead of what you wish they were. And that's what causes the brain to stress out. So that's what really causes the brain to stress out because the brain is like, um, 
well, we want it to be like this, but it's not like that. Uh, the brain is like, uh, make it like that, make it like that, uh, you know? So this process that I'm going to go over in a few is going to help your, it helps your brain to calm down and accept the circumstances as they are. Not because of what someone else tells you to do. Not by simply just thinking positive thoughts, but by thinking about why you are stressing or why you're fixed on a certain idea and looking at the reality or the totality of the situation. Okay, one of the quotes in the book says, stress doesn't come from things. Stress does not come from what's going on in your life. It comes from your thoughts about what's going on in your life. Think about it. Think about that. And again, I just want to keep reminding you that this is coming from someone who found herself quite stressed a lot, especially with my job. Oh, man, I got all these deadlines. Well, the deadline's going to be what the deadline's going to be. I work in a busy office. So I can either accept, oh, well, the reality is, is in reality, I work in a busy office. And the reality is things are always moving. Or I can be stressed and have a miserable attitude and a miserable spirit every single day because of it. Yeah, sure. Do I have some days where I'm like, oh my God, this is annoying. And do I vent to some people? Absolutely. But guess what? In a couple hours and the next day, it's all over. I don't have time. I don't have time. Like I got so much life to create and I have my my beautiful son, my beautiful life that I need to be invested in. I don't have time to be worried about this dumb job and be stressing over it and having my mind in a frazzled state because of it. So what this method really comes down to is challenging the idea of what should or shouldn't be and matching that up to reality. What actually occurred? What actually happened? You know, that's it. I mean, there's nothing woo about it. It's just like straight facts. And then I'm about to walk you through the process. Like I did so many of his book comes with worksheets. So you can either do it on his worksheet. You can do it in a journal. I started to just do it in my head because I've done so many. And again, I don't do this method all the time because I I think I've kind of just like integrated it into me now. But um, because I just be trying to take it easy now. (laughs) You know what I mean? The sheets that he uses is they're called the active insight sheets. And he has this belief that insight actually heals us and not time. And I think that that's so true and so powerful and put so simply, because why do we go to therapy for insight? Why do we get coaching for insight? Right. That's why I said I don't believe in therapy at a long time. That's just my own personal belief. But I feel like that also just me bringing that up just confirmed my belief. But so he uses this power of insight with a couple of guys who were in a they were recovering addicts. They were in like a home for addiction. It's called the Phoenix House or whatever. They were in this home for addiction. And he used this process that I'm going to go over now. So for the example that we're going to go through each step, I'm going to use their example. 
Okay, so they're at this Phoenix house, they're recovering addicts, and they were placed there because of because of something that they did, right? So the first step in this process is identify the things you consider stressful using should or shouldn't. So for the guys in the Phoenix house, you know, what they're considering stressful is being in a recovering addict's uh, facility. So for number one, they put, I shouldn't be here. So for number one on the page, it says, write a concise, complete sentence describing something that you experience as stressful. It's helpful to use the word should or shouldn't. Okay. And another example is they should listen to me. So I just want to give you a few seconds to think about what your should or shouldn't will be. And then we'll move on to step two. Okay, so for step two, it is the question is, how strongly do you feel this belief to be true? And it's from a scale of zero to 10. So when you're rating this, it's going to be something, anything above of anything above a six or higher. So seven or higher, you really want to work through this. Okay, something that's causing you a lot of stress. So for these guys, they're like, I shouldn't be here. What you think that's going to be if they don't want to be there? They believe that they shouldn't be in recovering um, this recovering place. It's going to be a level 10. They should not be here. So find something that you feel passionate about that really stresses you out. So for them, it was be is being in this facility. Number two for them is going to be 10. So next in step three What you do is you're going to explore the cause and effect relationship between what you believe, how you feel, and how you act. Okay, so for step three, it's two parts. It has part 3A and part 3B. So first, we're going to do part 3A, of course. And part 3A states, how do you feel when you believe this? How do you feel when you believe number one? that you shouldn't be here for the example that I'm using. Okay, I'm going to let you select whatever feeling you got for what you wrote down for number one. Are you afraid? Are you depressed? Are you do you feel helpless? Do you feel insecure? Do you feel invisible? Do you feel nervous, rejected, worried, anxious, frustrated, inadequate, whatever, tense? All right, write it down. 3B, how do you act when you feel this way? Okay. How do you act? Do you argue? Do you belittle? Do you preach? Do you smoke? Do you shut down? Do you yell? Do you withdraw? Do you upset? Do you manipulate? Do you fight? Do you gossip? Do you cry? Do you drink? Do you eat? Do you overwork yourself? Do you shop? What do you do? Okay, so for my example, for the men who wrote down, I shouldn't be here, how do they feel when they believe this? What they wrote down is frustrated, depressed, 
helpless, hopeless, embarrassed that they were there, jealous, tense, resentful, and angry. For 3B, what they circled is how do you act when you feel this way? They said they'll argue, they'll blame, they'll bully, they'll complain, they'll fight, insult, pity myself, they'll shut down, they'll smoke, they'll suffer, they'll pretend, and they procrastinate. So step four is going to going to be you write down the negation of your statement from step one okay so in most cases you you're going to add in reality at the beginning and at this time or at that time at the end so for example so number one the sentence was again I shouldn't be here Number four, in reality, I should be here at this time. So another example that I said is my son should know how to express his emotions. So if I wanted to use the same example for number four, it would be in reality, my son should not be able to express his emotions at this time. Why? Because he's three. But that's what we'll get into in step five. Okay, so I just wanted to reiterate what for step four, um, what you're doing is negating with the should or the shouldn't for number one, right? So what you're doing is flipping the main verb from negative to positive or from positive to um, negative. All right, so I'm going to give you a couple more examples because I just want to make sure that you understand how to do number four before we before we go off to number five. Okay, so you can say, she shouldn't have said that to me. That would be negated to she should have said that. I want a dog is negated to I don't want a dog. We need to win is we don't need to win. Okay. And once you flip the main verb, you add in the beginning and reality at the beginning of the sentence and at this time at the end, if you're referring to the present or at that time, if you're referring to the past. So a couple more examples is he should appreciate me more. If that's your number one, your number four would become, in reality, he should not appreciate me more at this time. Okay, if your number one was, maybe you put a certain situation should not have happened, that shouldn't happen at that time would become, in reality, that should have happened at that time. If you put, I need more money, you know, you probably stress about that money. It'll become in reality, I don't need more money at this time. Okay, all of those things, you flip the main verb from positive to negative and then add in reality at the beginning. And in most cases at this time or at that time at the end. Okay, so then you move on to number five. So number five is the facts, baby. You pull out the facts, pull out the car facts. <laughs> so for number five, you're going to write down all the proof you can find that supports the negation being true in reality at this time or at that time. You want to be, you want to make sure when you're doing this, that you're taking your time, that you're being thorough, that you're doing all that, like really think about it. So Imagine telling a group of men that are have been sentenced to serve time at an addiction facility to create this when they originally think that they shouldn't be there. 
And now it's like, in reality, I should be here at this time where we asked them to do in step four. And now step five is to find proof as to why they should be there. So the first thing that one of them came up with is in reality, I should be here at this time because the judge sent me here. Fear enough. Another thing is in reality, I should be here at this time because if I walk out the door now, I'll be sent back to prison. Okay. Another one. In reality, I should be here at this time because I did drugs and got arrested. Oh, well, that was a huge awakening. Seems like it's consequences for your actions. Another one. In reality, I should be here at this time because I ignored the judge warnings, the judge's warnings. In reality, I should be here at this time because I did things they don't even know about. In reality, I should be here at this time because I was hurting myself and people around me. In reality, I should be here at this time because I was screwing up my life. And this is where society sends people to get help. In reality, I should be here at this time because I need to turn my life around. Wow. And this is why you can see why he says insight heals us. Imagine having this wonderful breakthrough of not some type of like woo woo stuff, but it's like this is literally just logic. Like I said, in reality, my son should not be able to should, should not be expressing his emotion at this time because he's three years old and he has to learn how how to do so. Put it simply, in reality, that's just what it is, right? So I absolutely love this technique. I'm glad that you were able to do it. And if you like it, I hope it's something that you continue to do. Um, And just remember that if you are stressed about something, I get it. It happens. Even sometimes to me, I find myself getting a little bit flustered, flustered, but not nearly as much as I used to. It would literally be like just anything and it would just tech, it would just um tick me off and I'm like a ticking time bomb. And now I'm just like, eh. <laughs> There's so many things I just let slip over the radar. There's so many things I just kind of let just roll over and I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm collect. Because it's just not that deep a lot of times. Because in reality, at this time, at that time, you know, so with that being said, I'm so appreciated that you made it to the end of this episode. As always, if you haven't already, leave a rating review, share with a friend, or simply just screenshot this and put it on your social media. I appreciate you and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.